0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, March 7th. U.S. equity futures are trading lower, so S&P futures are down 63 points, that's 1.4%. Dow futures are down a similar percent, um, that is 470 points, so 1.4% as well. And Nasdaq's doing a bit worse, down 216 points, which is 1.5%, so down 1.4 to 1.5% for U.S. equity futures. Europe is trading much worse, so Europe is down... About three point, I'm sorry, two point seven five, two uh, and a half percent in Europe. It's a little bit off the lows. Um, you know, Europe year to date now is down fifteen to twenty percent. So very steep declines in Europe over the last several days. Obviously, Europe is much more exposed to Russia-Ukraine fallout than the U.S. Um, selling across the board in Europe, except for commodity-linked stocks, so basic resources, which is the, main, the major mining stocks, and then energy. Uh, energy-linked equities are trading very well. Also, um, cyclical groups, so um, industrials, autos, banks, etc., are getting hit very hard. And then Asia slumped across the board. Um, Japan was down 2.7 to 3 percent. The Hang Seng fell nearly 4 uh, percent. Shanghai Comp down 2 percent. So steep selling in equities across the board this morning. Um, you know, the main driver is oil. So oil prices are surging, although they've since come um, a. a a decent amount off their highs. So you have Brent up about five to six percent to one hundred and twenty-five dollars. That's off more than ten dollars from its overnight high. Um, you know, I think just there were some headlines out over the weekend about how the U.S. is contemplating a ban on Russian oil imports. Um, Secretary of State Blinken said that that is under consideration, um, possibly in coordination with Europe, possibly um, you know moving unilaterally initially. Um, a lot of the commentary though was really not all that incremental. The U.S. has said. Um, you know, there's, there is a bill that is being, that is working its way through Congress with bipartisan support that would cut off Russian imports. The white house has said, um, you know, it would consider such a move so long as supply levels are not disrupted. And then in Europe, the rhetoric is more about how they are transitioning aggressively to cut their reliance on Russian energy. Um, unclear though, if that remain, if that means, um, an imminent, um, you know, cut severing of Russian oil imports. So. I don't necessarily think that the rhetoric over the weekend was all that incremental about um, cutting off Russian oil imports. Although certainly markets are extremely anxious right now. You also had, um, you know, perhaps even more important, Russia appeared to make comments that tied the culmination of an Iranian nuclear deal to the situation in Ukraine. Um, you know, which makes some sense from Russia's perspective. Um, if you're sitting in Moscow, why would you necessarily sign off on an Iranian nuclear deal that would presumably lower the price of oil when Oil is really kind of your main negotiating lever point right now with the West. So that is another factor. um, You know, I think oil markets were hoping or investors were hoping that you would see an Iranian nuclear deal struck imminently. Certainly, the rhetoric all of last week from, um, you know, the major capitals, including Washington, suggested that an Iranian nuclear deal could occur um, imminently. But like I said, Russia seems to now be tying that to the situation in Ukraine. You had, um, a secret meeting between Washington and Venezuelan officials over the weekend. so washington um, a few senior people in Washington traveled to Venezuela. This was the first high-level contact between the two governments in years. Obviously, Washington is seeking out alternatives to Russian oil. Venezuela has the most oil reserves on the planet. Um, certainly, its infrastructure as far as pumping and shipping that oil is not as sophisticated as other markets, but there is a lot of oil in Venezuela, um, which prompted the trip doesn't seem like there was a major breakthrough agreement, but the fact that the, the trip even occurred and that contacts are happening um, is certainly important as, um, again, as the world kind of searches for alternatives to Russian oil. Um, so that is the kind of main situation uh, as far as energy is concerned. That's really the main driver for the um, price action this morning. The Russian and Ukrainian officials are going to be sitting down this morning um, for the third round of kind of peace negotiations. There were efforts to open these humanitarian corridors, which was agreed to at a meeting last week between Russia and Ukraine. That those corridors failed to open. Um, you know, Ukraine said that Russia was not honoring them. They continued to shell the areas that were supposed to be, um, you know, a corridor for civilians to flee the regions. Also, too, a lot of the corridors wind up in Russia, so that's another factor why they're not really, um, you know, working as well as hoped. Um, so, you know, a lot of news this morning, more on Russia, Ukraine, and then a lot of other headlines have everything in the piece. It's a, it's a much longer than normal piece this morning, so check it all out. Um, you know, Russia, Ukraine is obviously dominating the equity narrative. I continue to think that this situation is just not sustainable from Russia's perspective, um, both militarily, although they have made a lot more progress than they initially did militarily, especially in the south part of the country. Um, but more importantly, economically, where, again, uh, in an unprecedented way, Russia is being severed out of the global um, you know financial system um, you, every day you're seeing more companies cut off their services and shipments of products um, you know you have massive sanctions on pretty much the entire economy other than there is still um, you know there's there's still the ability of uh, energy companies to operate within Russia and ship product out internationally but for the most part, the sanctions and restrictions are crippling to the Russian economy. It is going to set it back years and years um, as far as its development. And I think that has to be altering the logic, um, the calculus in Moscow for an initiative, an operation that overall could not be going um, worse than I think planned um, at the onset. So, you know, as far as the exit strategy is concerned for Moscow, I think, again, a declaration. From Ukraine of some type of neutrality, whether it is um, you know forswearing a NATO application, you, know, you are seeing some of the uh, government officials in Ukraine start to talk about how they wouldn't necessarily need a, a, a NATO uh, membership if they were if they were to receive some type of security guarantees. So I think that would form um, you know the heart of some type of a ceasefire agreement if you saw Ukraine make very specific declarations about neutrality um, and you know. Obviously, there's really no, there doesn't seem to be any initiative within Ukraine to seek out nuclear weapons um, as Russia claims, but they can make a declaration to that effect as well. Um, so that's everything going on with Russia, Ukraine. Um, you know, there was a bunch of other headlines out of China, including their new 2022 growth targets. Um, but that's really uh, geopolitics is dominating in the morning. Uh, as far as the calendar for today, Not much other than this third peace meeting between Russia and Ukraine. We'll have to see, um, again, if anything um, definitive comes out of it. That's the only major event on the calendar for today. For the week, you have the US CPI and the ECB meeting both on Thursday. Um, And you have China inflation data out Wednesday morning. And then you have a couple of earnings reports, although nothing really all that important. Um, Oracle... Ulta, Beauty, Campbell Soup, um, Bumble, and a few others, but really no kind of major earnings reports that are on the calendar. Uh, And that is everything for this morning, Monday, March 7th. Thank you for listening.